Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer as a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. Right, we are on now. Praise God. Remain standing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much this evening. We welcome your presence in our midst. Say. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Say. Thank you so very much. Speak through my vocal cords. Think through my mind. Flow through my heart. Let it be none of me but all of you. Less of me, more of you. And thank you for anointing the ears of every person in this room to hear from you, Lord. To have the confidence, Lord, that they are your sheep and therefore they hear your voice. And I thank you, Lord, that you will speak. And I ask you, Lord, to speak to every man and woman here according to what you know is the right path for their life where they are right now in every issue, in every matter, in every circumstance. And now, Lord, I hand them over to you and to the word of faith, to the word of your grace, and to the word of righteousness. I give you the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' most powerful, majestic, matchless name we pray. Amen and amen. And amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. God bless. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Uh, you can tell from my voice I'm excited. Amen. I'm so glad to be here. I mean, just to be here. If I was just told, greet, sit down, praise the Lord, man. Just the fact that I was able to say, hi, praise the Lord, blesses me so very much. So good to have you as a family away from home. When we come here, uh, we know we are coming home. Praise the Lord. And I don't just say this, you know, loosely, just to throw words in the air, but I love you like jelly tots. Praise the Lord. <laughs> My young son used to say that to me every time. He said, Daddy, I love you like jelly tots, you know. And that stuck with me, praise God. And so I love you like jelly tots, praise God. I feel you. The Americans will say, I feel you, you know. <laughs> Thank you so very much, uh, Pastor Jay, Pastor Subi. What a blessing you guys are uh, to Lindy and I and to our congregation as well at home. We love you so very much. Uh, we miss you, but we hear your voice every now and then from radio, both of you. So... Uh, we keep hearing, and uh, that's how faith comes, by not having head, but by hearing and hearing. And so they are always on air there, and just pumping it, praise God. And sometimes with this man interpreting who was here right now, and they would be doing, I've learned a lot, a few, a few closer words from there, praise the Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> praise the Lord, so... But uh, we are excited and we thank God so very much you know, to have brought us to this place. And it's so wonderful. You guys looking good. You are killing it. You know, uh, every room here we've just gone through and as we were coming through the auditorium, it's just humbling to see what the work that you have done. It's like you took advantage of the lockdown and you said, we're going to work. <laughs> so, but uh, good work and we truly appreciate uh, what God is doing here and we are humbled to be part of what God is doing. It's just a humbling thing when God throws you uh, in the midst of great men, you know, and you find yourself among the great. It really humbles you, and it, it's an honor from heaven. And I'm humbled to be 
uh, among uh, the great. And I really thank God and give God the praise. And so I'm going to get right straight to it. So you can time me and get me there. Praise the Lord. So we'll just get straight to it. And of course, my wife is here. So amen. Same one, okay? Same one. Not that, not that they look the same. You know, I see people who are remarrying. They try to match the older order, you know. <laughs> and you say, but that lady looks the same. as No, it's the same, it's, it's, it's same one. <laughs> uh, same one, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready? <clears throat> Let's feed our faith, praise the Lord. Let's feed our faith, and that's what's burning in my heart, uh, to feed your faith and to really get you where God wants to get you and uh, to minister to us at this point in time. I want to invest into your spirit. It, I call it an investment because you expect it to live from it. So I call it an investment, and so... But I want to invest through this topic, the breakthrough power of living with convictions from the Holy Spirit. Breakthrough power, living with convictions from the Holy Spirit. And uh, <clears throat> I want to time myself from the beginning so that I'm, I do justice. You know, it's so important. Uh, a lot of times when I minister, I sometimes uh, feel guilty that I use too much scripture. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to you or what. But sometimes I have that thing to feel guilty that I use too much scripture. And then in an effort to try to be smart and to be in the mix, you know, I pull a bit backwards. But then every time I realize that it's like I never ascended that platform I was ministering on. I feel like there's something I didn't do I was supposed to do. I feel empty. I feel like I've robbed God's people. And you know, recently it's come so strong to me like never before where I realized what that was. What that is. And I am bringing that across through this topic here because I felt that the Holy Spirit was saying to me, every time you feel guilty of using scripture or using too much scripture, you need to know that the enemy is working on you to rob the congregation of the opportunity to experience convictions from the Holy Spirit. Convictions that cannot come any other way but only through the Holy Spirit. And you know, true convictions don't come from men, they come from God. When I'm standing here ministering to you, I'm not trying to bring you, uh, to, to bring conviction to you. And I think when you learn to preach, when you start learning and you, you, you're preaching the gospel, oftentimes You try so hard, you know, to hammer people into conviction by emphasizing on the wrongs that they are doing, by hammering on the sin that they are on. You know the sin in this house. 
And now you want to sit on it. You just want to hammer on that sin. You got to quit this. You got to quit that. You got to stop that. You got to stop it now. And I realized that that's not my job. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. In other words, when Jesus is lifted up, now the Holy Spirit is given a chance to convict. See, if we leave Jesus, then the Holy Spirit comes to you and he says, you know, you got to stop that thing. It's not like you. And the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. You've done this too long. Stop it. And the wonderful thing about when the Holy Spirit convicts you is that immediately it means whatever he says, stop, you can stop. Whatever it might be, it might be an addiction that held you for years, but when the Holy Spirit convicts you because you had the weight, because Jesus was lifted up, then whatever it is, he tells you to stop, you can stop it. Because now you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to stop it through the weight that you have had. You've been exposed to the weight. And because of being exposed to the weight, the Holy Spirit got a chance to work. If I don't give you scripture, the truth of the matter is that I'm not giving the Holy Spirit an opportunity to work. It's like we are exchanging jobs. It's like I want to be the Holy Spirit and do the work of the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit, but I cannot do what the Holy Spirit can do with you. How many of you know that is true? So I'm saying this because I need you to appreciate every scripture. I need you to appreciate scripture. Because if you don't appreciate scripture, the Holy Spirit won't get to work. And, and, and the greatest blessing, the greatest blessing of any believer on earth is to have a conviction this way instead of that way about whatever. When you see this way, when everybody sees it that way, but you see it this way, and you're happy to see it this way, and you won't have it any other way. Because you've been convicted on the inside, and the way to arrive to convictions that change you into another man, or turn you into another man, is through the Holy Spirit, with the way it is spoken over your life. When you are exposed to scripture, when you are exposed to the way. Remember in Genesis 1, in Genesis 1, it's kind of like, it explains how the earth was like, how dark it was like. It explains, it explains the predicament that God found himself in. And then just before God said anything, when we read, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God, just before God said anything, Scripture says, the Holy Spirit hovered upon the face of the deep. In anticipation of what God was going to say, the Holy Spirit hovered 
Because now he was going to bring to pass whatever God would say, he was going to be the power that made it happen. But you see, the Holy Spirit is always hovering in anticipation that the word in this meeting is going to be spoken. But the Holy Spirit is hovering on the darkness on your life. Is hovering on the issues that have been, uh, you know, that's kept you stuck for years. Is hovering on, on those things in your life that you've settled on as a status quo and you've kind of like felt, it's okay. I've lived with this. I, I guess it's my Lord in life. The Holy Spirit, whenever the word is about to be preached, the Holy Spirit is hovering because this time he wants to convict whoever will receive that weight. Somebody say amen. amen. That's, the, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to convict us. Because once the Holy Spirit convicts you, you are the most blessed person in the earth because you're going to see things a certain way when others see it a certain way. But you will see things a certain way. You're going to be like Jeremiah. What do you see? You're going to see things God's way. And when you see them God's way, it won't matter to you. It won't even disturb you that people think you're weird. Because you see things a certain way. It won't even disturb you because you are convicted. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit has brought you on that. He's brought you there. And that's what you and I want about our lives more than anything. It's not the sickness that's your problem. It's the fact that you have not, you yet to be convicted. The, the, the sickness is really not the problem. The problem is that you are not convicted yet. The lack is not the problem. The lack is the lack of conviction. But the lack is not a problem. The shortage is not a problem. The problem is you're not convicted yet. There's something the Holy Ghost wants to bring you on. There's something God wants to bring you on that he wants you to get a hold of. <laughs> he wants you to see before you see. So the problem is not the disease. The problem is that you are not convicted yet. Problem is not the kids. You can, you can say all you want about your children, you know, being this, doing that, and these days, and all of that. The problem is not these days. The problem is not the kids. The problem is not your particular ones. The problem is you are yet to be convicted about your kids. Great is the peace of my children. In righteousness they are established. Psalm 25 says, my children shall reign, shall rule the earth, will dominate their space, will be great influencers. The problem's not yet what you think it is. You're not convicted yet. It's not joblessness. You are yet to be convicted. You're not convicted yet. But the day you get convicted, the day you see it God's way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you're going to see a mighty breakthrough where you've struggled for life. The breakthrough power of living with convictions from the Holy Spirit. 
Now I'm going to teach this and sow it into your spirit. And uh, as you follow, I believe that we are giving the Holy Spirit. Now that's the, that's the job I have here. I, I'm giving the Holy Spirit a chance to work. So when I'm gone, I know the Holy Spirit is still working. You know, that's the problem when we, 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 when we preach our opinions, because when we preach our opinions, when we're gone, <laughs> the opinion is gone. <laughs> you know, I can be smart preaching my opinion, but once I'm gone, my opinion is gone, it's not going to help nobody. But if I can give you the word, even when I go, Jesus, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit is still working. Holy Spirit is still busy. That's why the word is so crucial, so important. You know, I'm taken by the fact that Jesus called the word the seed. Why did he call it the seed? Because long after it's sown, it's still, grow, it's still growing or it's still working. See, a seed is convicted. There's power that brings it to pass. And Jesus says the sower sows the word and says the, 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 the seed is the word of God. So convictions will come from the word of God. So that's the important thing. So, so that even when I'm gone, <laughs> but you're still, you're still munching on this. <laughs> you're still living on this. You're still kicking demons on this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're doing great things on this. Long after the preacher. You see, that's why it shouldn't be about the preacher. The things that are changing our lives today are because there were anointed men that have now left the earth, but whose anointings did not leave the earth, even though they left the earth. But their anointings did not leave the earth, which is why Hebrews 6, 12 says, don't be slothful, but be ye imitators of those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. See, patience means staying the same way after. Like you were when you get the weight. Maintaining the inspiration. Staying with it. Like in Job, he says, he says, return to the Almighty. He says, you will be built up. Return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You see, you say, return to the Almighty, you will be built up. It, it, it simply means, keep going back to what God's already said. Return to what God's already said, you will be built up. So, go back to faith and patience. You see, go back to it, go back to it. You see, just because you already heard it, it doesn't mean it's over with it. You see, faith keeps coming. Faith keeps coming if you keep the hearing on. 
Faith keeps coming. And if you keep hearing, you will be built up. You will be built up. Return to God, you will be built up. So the more you return to the scriptures, now if I say return to God, though we know in the beginning was the way, the way it was with God, the way it was God. There's no way you return to God if, you, if you're not returning to the way. Because in the beginning, so we need to know how to begin a revival. What begins a revival in our life? The way, the word was with God. The word was God. You want God getting the word. And then keep returning to God. Return to God tomorrow. Return to God Friday. Return to God Sunday. Return to God Monday. Return to God. Return to God and you'll be built up. He's working yet. But if you don't return, if, you, if you're robbing him, man, of finishing what he already started in your life, but return to God and watch him finish the job in your life, praise the Lord. So return, you'll be built up. Return, you'll be built up, praise the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, Barcelona, the, great, the breakthrough power of living uh, with, with, the, with convictions from God. Is gonna take you where nothing else can. Gonna take you where nothing else can. When you live with that conviction, it's gonna take you where nothing else can. Because you are convicted. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me let me say these words. In each and every one of us, each and every one of us, there is an uncultivated an uncultivated ground of the Holy Spirit's voice that is yearning to speak in each and every one of us here there is an uncultivated voice an uncultivated ground a ground that's not tilled yet of the Holy Spirit's voice. <laughs> Where God can tell you go this way instead of that way. I'm hearing what I'm saying to you. In all of us, there's an uncultivated ground of what you've never done yet. A new demarcation line of grace. A new borderline of grace. You think you've seen it yet. You've seen it all yet. But there's a new frontier of grace that awaits in the ground of your heart where the Holy Spirit can bring a watershed experience of grace where it's been hard. And the thing is that when we live by the word, when we value the word, when we keep returning to the word, because when I'm returning to the word, I'm returning to God. So return to God and be built up. Return to the word. Return to the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. So return to the word. Return to the word. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Well, Revelation 19.13 says his name is called the word of God. 
So returning to, the, to, to Jesus, looking to Jesus, returning to, to God, is, is looking to the word, is returning to the word. So we need to find out what has he said. Are we at it yet? Are we still on it or have we turned our back long time ago on it and we're looking for something else? But scripture says return. Another one says return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. And it says become a prisoner of hope. And it says once you do that, it says today do I declare I will restore to you Double your former prosperity. You'll prosper like you, you, like you should have been prospering. But when we keep returning to the word, returning to the scripture, hearing what God said to us, and we keep going back at it, and we don't turn our back on it, because we're quick. That's what the problem is. The Holy Spirit will not bring conviction. You see, there's something else that happens when you are convicted. Hey, Bazaran. There's something that happens when you are convicted. Because that's the job of convict, conviction alone. Nothing else can make things better. If that doesn't work, man, we, we, should, we should crawl up and die. But when we return to the Holy Spirit, we return to the, to the word of God, and then we become built up. Return to the word. When you hear it, value it, return. I don't know, several times. Return to the word that struck a note in you because the Holy Spirit was waking you up on something that needs to happen in your life or, or in some way the thing needs to happen in your life. You didn't just get excited on that scripture. It, it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit who was kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you're tapping you, you're at the back and, and, and kind of touching you with that scripture to say, would, would you let me work? Would you let me work? If you hold on to the scripture. If you hold on, you got to stay. And, and I, saw, I saw Jesus fighting for Mary because Martha was trying to take her away from the way. And I saw Jesus. You've never seen Jesus so mad. Martha, Martha, you crazy? Are you mad, girl? This girl's chosen. The most important stuff, most important portion of her life shall not be taken away from her. And Mary was sitting when Jesus walked into her, into Martha's house. Mary saw all sufficiency walking into the house. Mary saw every area of her life already taken care of. She saw the end of every worry and she sat down and she heard his word. Hey, she said and heard the word 
And then it says, but Martha was cumbered about much serving, going up and down, feeling religious. While Mary was feeling relational. Other one was walking around feeling religious, feeling obligated, and not even happy. She's serving, but she's complaining. She's serving, but she's blaming those who seem not to be serving. She's serving, but she's discontented on the inside. She felt she was the one doing the right thing. Isn't that amazing? People who are weird think the others who are not weird are weird. <laughs> That's strange, isn't it? But she was the one who was missing the point. And she's so confident in being wrong. Tell my sister to stop sitting on the word. She's wasting time sitting on the word. Can you imagine? She's wasting time sitting on the word, hearing the word. She should be up on her feet. She should be running around with me. We should, she should be all over the show. She should be, hey, hold on. She should be as worried as I am. Stressing. Oh, but there we learn something about serving. This, 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 this teaches a lot about serving. This teaches us a lot about serving. Let me tell you, the best way you can serve God, the best way, the ultimate, you can fulfill him, you serve him, is by letting him serve you. Yeah, the best way to serve Jesus, the best way to serve God is by letting let him serve you. Let him serve you. You see, we don't understand this. God is more concerned about where our ears and eyes are than where our hands and feet are. He's after your eyes and your ears, or your ears and your eyes. More than he's after your hands and feet. Because he's smart. He knows if I can get your eyes and ears, your hands and feet will be running where your eyes and feet are. <laughs> 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 you see but that's the, that's the whole that's the whole idea uh, many times we disregard the word and the power of God's word in our lives because we don't understand that in order for us to fulfill God more than ever to serve him is to let him serve us you gotta learn to sit before you walk. You got to learn to sit and let God serve you. But isn't that what Jesus said? He said the son of man. Isn't it? He said the son of man did not come 
to be saved, but to save. While Martha was, was so hung up on, no, we, we got to save. We got to save. It's like, hey, I didn't come to be saved. I came to save. I'm not the one in trouble. You are. The only reason I'm here is because you are in trouble. I wouldn't have come here. I wouldn't have been on this earth to begin with had it not been for your trouble. I'm only here because you need me. <laughs> not because I need you. You know, it gets to where it's difficult, Muruti, to be saved by people who don't let you save them. It's very difficult as a pastor. It's very difficult to be saved by people who don't sit down and let you save them. Because when they stand up and they didn't sit down to let you save them, they do their own thing thinking they are serving you. And they expect you to be grateful. Because they don't have a front row mentality. Uh, when I mean a front row mentality, I mean when it's time to sit, sit. I'm running around. When it's time to sit and hear the word sit. Ah, the house is burning. Let it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> Let it burn. Let it burn. God knows what's going to do for you. You're going to get a much better house. And the one burning. You see, now you think I'm crazy. <laughs> but we will never be convicted if we don't have the word in us. We will never, let me put it this way, we will never be believers if we don't have the word in us. We will never believe anything worth believing without the word in us. Without, without returning to the way. Returning to the way. <laughs> you, you remember when, 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 when Abraham was doubting the issue of him getting a son and all of that. What are you going to give me seeing I go childless? What are you going to give me? I don't have a child. What are you going to give me? Seeing I go childless. What are you going to give me? Hmm? What are you going to give me? But what does he see? I don't have a child. I don't have a child. So what are you going to give me? Seeing, seeing. This is what he sees. He sees himself childless. What does he see? He sees problems. He's, he, he, he carries on in the air of my house is Elias of Damascus. The servant is the heir. Because I don't have a son. What are you going to give me? And the Lord corrected him. He says, it shall not be so, boy. It shall not be so. This one shall not be your heir. This one shall not be your heir. It won't be so. It shall not be your heir. Sometimes we talk a lot and the Lord kind of like saying, it shall not be so. This thing is killing me. It shall not be so. These children are going to hell in a basket. It shall not be so. 
It shall not be so. <laughs> I'm going to lose everything I got. The Lord said, it shall not be so. Just because everybody's losing everything they got, well, it shall not be so with you. It shall not be so. I'm not sure about this man, whether he still be with me 10 years later. Hey, girl, it shall not be so. Just because men are leaving, it doesn't mean yours will leave. It shall not be so. But the Lord started him with, it shall not be so. Men, I love how the Lord will convince us the other way. To say, hey, 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 it shall not be so. And then he says, you know what? As a matter of fact, I got a plan for you. And then he says, get out of your house. Get out of your limitations. Get out of what everybody told you about you. Get out. And then he says, see the stars. He says, count the stars. And then he says, if you can. That's where it matters the most. If you can. You see, count the stars. That's what the Lord living to you. If you can. Because we have a lot of work to do which we're not willing to do. We have a lot of meditating on the way to do which we're not willing to do. We have a lot of not letting this weight out of our mouth. The book of the law shall not depart. Out of our mouth, which we're not willing to do. Now the Lord says to Abraham, I've got the stars in front of you. If you will number them, if you will count them, so shall your descendants be. So shall your descendants be. And then what did he say? You see, he presented the stars in front of Abraham. Number the stars. And then scripture says, and Abraham believed God. <laughs> he doesn't have a son, remember. But he believed God. In other words, he made it his business to number the stars. He believed God. By believing God, it means he walked the walk. He trusted God on it. He started seeing himself that way. And then the amazing thing, it says, after that, it says, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You know what that means? He was turned into another man. See what happens now. His convictions made him a different man. He was different before he, he even saw the difference. <laughs> it was accounted to him for righteousness. It, it was accounted for him for somebody else. He, he, he was now a somebody else. Yeah, he was, he was no longer the man who came from the house, <laughs> who was in the house. Now he was somebody else. He was now convicted this way instead of that way. 
He saw himself like God saw him. He was a different faith. Will make you a different man, a different woman. See, it comes by the word, the word. When you hear the word, faith doesn't come just by, 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 by being positive. Faith comes by hearing the word. And that faith that comes by hearing the word turns you into another man while you have not yet seen the difference. You have a change. You have changed while your issues have not yet changed. But you have changed. You, you're a different man. They may as well not be your issues anymore because you're not longer the man who was owned by these issues. You see, your faith makes you another man. Convictions make you another man. But the word, but the word that is preached is responsible for that change in you. That change in you. That change in you. What do you think happened to the woman with the issue of blood? That lady changed before the change. That lady decided when it was not popular to make that decision, when it was the most threatening thing to make that decision, when she could easily die by making that decision, when death was facing her in the face. But she says, I'm going to step out here and go there and touch the hem of his garment. When she was not allowed to step out and touch the hem of the garment. She was not allowed because, because she had that disease. She was considered unclean. She wasn't supposed to mingle. And so, but she decided, she decided, I'm going to get out there and touch the hem of his garment. And then notice this lady. Notice what this lady says. And he says, when I do, when I do, <laughs> I shall be made well. Hallelujah. She did not say, well, maybe I might, it might be my luck. Maybe things might just tend to my favor. Maybe, 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 maybe. There was no maybe about it. The lady was convicted. Man, if I step over the line, I'm going to touch that man. And once I touch that man, I am going to be well. Hey, there, there, there was no doubting about that. I'm going to be well. Look at the decision she's made. But don't you know she's got obstacles? Because while she's making that decision, another man who also had a destitute condition made a decision, was also convicted to say, if you will come to my house, and lay your hands on my daughter who is at the point of death. Notice, she shall live. Hey, hey, hey. Faith makes you another man. Faith makes you another man. Faith makes you another man. That's why it's a sin for me not to preach the word because I'm denying you an opportunity to be another man. Your problems can't stand you when you are another man. <laughs> yeah, they stand a good chance while you are where you are, who you think you are. But once you, once you become another man. <laughs> and Jara said, Jara said, let's go home, let's go home, let's go home, let's go home, let's go home. Let's go home because... 
When you go home, you're going to lay hands on my daughter and my daughter shall be made well. Conviction like that. You see, conviction like that. But you know what? His, she, his conviction was going to be tested. Because a messenger comes from home says, don't bother the preacher no more. Your daughter's already dead. Let's come prepare for a funeral. We now have a funeral in our hands. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When you're convicted, and I want to put it to you this way. I want to put it to you this way. The word that she had received, the word that she had believed, rose up from the inside of him. When the messenger said what he said, and said, fear not. Fear not. The word, I'm talking about the word on the inside of it. said, fear not. Only believe. Only believe. <laughs> Only believe. In other words, keep on believing. We're going to see who's who in the zoo today. But keep on believing. See, the word rose on the inside. The word rose on the inside. The woman of the, with the issue of blood was tested in her conviction. Because guess who was standing next to Jesus? This Jairus. This very Jairus. Was standing next to Jesus looking for a miracle for her own daughter. This very Jairus. And don't you know that lady knew who Jairus was? Don't you know she knew exactly who Jairus was? And what Jairus does to people like her? You think he didn't have an idea about, about all of that? That woman had made up her mind. Jairus or no Jairus? <laughs> I'm getting my healing today. I'm getting my healing tonight. I'm getting my breakthrough this week. I don't care who's on the way. I don't care who don't like me. I don't care who hates me. I don't care who's the competition. Hey, when conviction visits your heart, it doesn't matter who's against you. It doesn't matter who they are in social standing. He decided, I'm going to get my healing. <laughs> I'm going to get my healing. Man, I'm going to get my healing. Jesus. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. The strange thing is that Jairus had to watch it happen. <laughs> eat your heart out. Jairus, eat your heart out. You're going to watch it happen. Hey, 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 hey. Jairus, you're going to watch it happen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you are believing God for something, Hey, listen to me. Don't sleep on me. When you are believing God for something, he's going to make sure you watch somebody receive something. Yeah, when you believe in God for something, you want me to take a step further? He's going to make sure you play a part 
in making somebody's life better while yours is worse off. He, 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 he's setting these things up. Because, you know, what's interesting about all of them? They had the same word. Jairus had the same word that the woman with the issue of blood had. They had the same preacher. The same preacher who announced the spirit of the Lord. They said, there's a, there's a preacher in town who preaches like no other preacher preaches. Who says things that other preachers don't say. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to deliver the captives, to open the eyes of the blind. That Bartimaeus was listening. <laughs> to set the captives free. The ten lepers were listening. <laughs> they, were all, they all had the same message. When it comes to your breakthrough, Hey, 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 hey. The breakthrough power of living with convictions from heaven. You're going to find yourself doing something that God put in your heart to do. Even when you don't see anybody else in the church do it. But you're going to find yourself burning with a certain desire to do something either for the church I don't know. Maybe the church needs a bus and then you feel a burning desire. You feel a burning desire. It doesn't mean call everybody else. Because God spoke to you about a bus. Go ahead and buy a bus. Go ahead and buy a bus. Yeah, yeah. Put it on higher purchase if you have to. <laughs> We're willing to lose it all if you must. But I'll learn. When God puts something in you, you're going to talk to your husband. You're going to talk to your wife. You're going to say, I perceive. This is a holy conviction from God. I perceive that our church needs a bus. You, you go around perceiving things. What do you think is happening? Conviction. <laughs> you are being convicted. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit puts things in you that you feel very strong about. Hmm. A woman builds a, an upper room on top of the house. She communicates this room is higher than anything that happens under this, this un, un, under, uh, under this roof. She's saying, I'm hearing from heaven. We're hearing from God. Convictions from the Holy Spirit can save your life. When there was no announcement made from the pulpit. When God talks to you. Yeah. Hey, you know the scripture, Job chapter 36, verse number 15. It says, he delivers the poor through their own poverty. 
and he opens their ears to his voice in their affliction. You see that? He delivers the poor through their affliction. That's what happened with the widow from Zarephath. She was poor. She was about to die. She had one last meal. She had a boy who was fatherless. She was oppressed. There was a sword of death on their neck. I don't know what she said to God, but I know she said something that made God command her. convictions. God commanded her to, to take care of the prophet. Prophet didn't know nothing about it until God said, go there, I've commanded the widow. <laughs> the prophet didn't know nothing. The lady knew before the prophet knew. So, I don't know. Perhaps she said to God, Lord, I'm desperate. I'm about to die. I don't know what I'm going to do. The Lord says, I'm, I'm glad you asked. You don't know what you're going to do. Well, you're going to take care of you're going to, you're going to host the prophet tonight. So when you host the prophet, let's see what we can do for you. That was a conviction from the Holy Spirit in your heart. Ah, oh, but convictions are not easy to obey. Because wait until the prophet arrives. The lady knows there's a prophet coming. She knows there's a prophet coming. She hasn't, she hasn't prepared nothing yet. And the prophet says, you know, I like this prophet. He wasn't going to beat around the bush or about nothing. He just gets straight to the issue. He said, lady, is there any water I can have? <laughs> Let's just see, you know, what she, how she feels about it. When she was about to get the water, she says, while you are there, would you prepare something a little bit for me to eat? And then trouble started. This is the last meal I'm preparing for myself and my son to eat and die. Well, now we know why God sent the prophet here. Because this lady and her son are about to die. Ah. You know, sometimes God, you can you call a conference and you call a man stands here and preach because somebody having so much pressure building on their neck. Maybe, maybe in, in marriage, maybe in business, maybe with children, maybe with your health. And, and, and God sends a man through the man of God and says, come stand here in this. Don't take that lightly. I don't know what you said to God that made him put it in this man's heart to have me stand on this pulpit. Are you still thinking about your death? I don't realize God sent me here to stop that death. <laughs> God sent me here to stop the bankruptcy. Because I don't know what it is that you're concerned about, but God sent me here to stop it. God sent me here to say, fear not! It shall not be so. Fear not! They will not take your house. Fear not! Because when God speaks, 
faith is built in you. Faith is built in you. Let me say this and close. I'm left with eight minutes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on time, so I see myself. Don't feel nervous. <laughs> but let me say this and close. Ah, somebody say hallelujah. When God is up to something. When God is up to something. There's something when God says. Isaiah 3.10 was what the Lord had me to say to you. Isaiah 3.10. He said to say to the righteous. He says, tell the righteous. <laughs> it shall be well with them. They will eat the fruit of their labor. They must not start giving up now because the petrol price is looming in record highs. They must not be disturbed by the news of wars. Tell the righteous. I'm here for the righteous. Just tell the righteous. They must not worry with the world when the world worries. Tell the righteous. It shall be well with them. God says, you are still going to see productivity in your life. With all what's going on around, is that tell the righteous, they shall eat the fruit of their labor. You know, the fruit of the labor God's talking about here, it's hearing his voice. The fruit of the labor, let, 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 me, say, let, me, let me say this, because I, I just want to say it. In, in, in the other translation says, reassure the righteous that their good living will pay off. <laughs> and when it comes, up, when, when it comes to the, the, the good living, what is he really talking about? This gives us an opportunity to remind ourselves their good living will pay off. How did he say they will live? Four times in different places. How did he say they shall live? And he said their good living will pay off. Their good living will pay off. Because in four times different places, he said the just shall live by faith. 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 Romans 1.17, Colossians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38, Habakkuk 2.4. He's hammering on the issue. Reassure the righteous. Reassure the righteous to fight the good fight of staying in faith. 
If there's a war, if there's a fight for the righteous, is to fight to stay in faith. The fight of the righteous is the fight to stay in faith. When everything happens, you're fighting to stay in faith. I'm not dislocating. Ah, no, no, no. I'm not disembarking on, on, on my faith now. Whatever happens, the, the real fight for the righteous is to stay in faith. Everybody else is going to be in fear, but the, the real issue with the righteous, the real fight the, is to stay in faith when everybody else is, is insane with fear. But he says, tell the righteous. Reassure the righteous. Reassure them. Reassure them that their good living will pay off. In Isaiah 54, it says, in righteousness you shall be established. But in Colossians 2, 7, it says, be grounded and established in faith. So in righteousness you shall be established is to say in living by faith you shall be established. In living by faith you shall be established. We don't disembark on our faith. In living by faith you shall be established. In living by faith you shall be established. That's the most important thing about the righteous we are established and we stay in faith. There's a reason why God leads us by the long road instead of the short road. There's a reason he leads us by the long road. Remember when he took Israel out of Egypt, he led them by the long road instead of the short road. He says there was a shorter one, but he didn't want the shorter one for them. He, he wanted the long road for them. Why did he want the, the long one for them? He wanted the long one for them because it had the Red Sea in it. Why did he want the one with the Red Sea? Because he wanted them to have an experience that will make them another man. He wanted them to have an experience, a born again experience. An experience other people have not had. The Egyptians tried to get in, they, they were swallowed by the, by the sea. But as they walked over, they walked right through to the other side. It was a born again experience. It was a change experience. God wanted them to know something about themselves that they will never forget. He wanted them to be established in who they are. He wanted them to be established in that they are the nation of God, the people of God, the, the righteousness of God, the children of God, and that there's nothing God will never do for them. He wanted them to get to the other side through the Red Sea. Can I make this statement to you? God is more concerned about who we are becoming in our walk of faith than the mere getting of what we want in our walk of faith. He's more concerned about who we are becoming, who we are becoming in our walk of faith than the mere getting of what we want 
in our walk of faith. Did you notice how that scripture is phrased? It says the just shall live by faith. That, 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 that's purposeful. It didn't say the just shall get by faith. It says the just shall live by faith. Why? Because faith is more about who you are than what you want. Faith is about who you are. Faith is about your identity. More than about your needs. Let me finish off with this. Let me finish off this way. That's why in Luke 15 when you read about the prodigal son, you learn about the value of identity in relation to things. Because notice what the young fellow says to his father. Father, (laughs) give me the portion of goods that belong to me. You notice how the poet started, father? You see that? There's a relationship there. There's a relationship there. And then he says, give me the portion of goods that belong to me. Oh, this boy seems to know who he is in relation to his father. And he knows he's got something because of who he is. But here's the deal. The boy never got what he got from his father because he needed it. He got all he got from his father because of who he was. He didn't come to his father based on needs. He came to his father based on identity. (laughs) And he got everything. In fact, when he said that, the scripture says, his father was so impressed that he divided his inheritance to both of them was so impressed that he, 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 he divided the, entire, the inheritance to both of them. It's kind of like the father thought, oh, my, I'm so impressed. My, my, not only my boy knows who he is, but my boys. So he made the father think well of the other boy as well. Because he divided unto both of them. That's the prodigal who left. What about the prodigal who stayed? The prodigal who stayed had needs. And he came to his father based on needs. And not on identity. And he said, Father. said, I have been with you all these years. And he said, I have served you. Ah, okay. The one is relational, the other is religious. I have served you, yet you've never even given me a goat to to enjoy with my friends. Isn't that amazing? That's strange. The boy, (laughs) he is need conscious. He is struggling with a goat because he hasn't learned the value of becoming a son. As a son in the house. The father said to him, you've been with me all along, my boy. 
Then I love the words that says, Boy, all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. You know, I feel the Lord is saying, in fact, when I drove in here, I felt the Lord saying, just walking through here. And I felt the Lord saying to me, you know, which are days when you have done well to do this when it was not easy, to believe when it was not easy, to trust me for this when it wasn't easy. Me says, here you are getting here today to come and minister and preach and teach my people. But he's been through difficult times in rented venues. Sometimes it didn't look like this was ever going to happen. And the Lord started ministering to me. He said, you know, what you see happening here, all that Uprachet has done, All that this church has accomplished. He said, I want you to relate fully to it, not as if it's yours, but as yours. He said, their success is your success. Don't be like the older brother who never left. Who instead of rejoicing with his brother, even just for a moment, but was worried about what he did not have. Instead of getting in the shoes of the brother who has. God's going to make you watch others prosper. If you are going to prosper. If you can stand other people's prosperity, yours is around the corner. I'm speaking this prophetically to you who are in business. If you can celebrate your brothers and sisters here who God is prospering in some way or the other and not just act like it's yours but treat it as yours. That attitude it's an attitude of faith and it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit and it will make you another man and life will be easy. Let's stand to our feet. Life will be easy. I want to leave you with those words tonight. Life will be easy. On Sunday, I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to read the scriptures. 
that I believe that's what you called me here for. But on Sunday, I'm going to read those scriptures. When I turn and go back home, those anointings will be left. Those anointings will be left here. Stand, raise your hands to heaven. Father, I commit your people to the word of faith minister tonight. Holy Spirit, thank you, sir, for giving me an opportunity to preach the word to your people. So thank you to each and every one of them. Thank you, Lord, for that ground is getting cultivated and getting ready for productivity. Speak. Speak, Holy Spirit. Lead them. Guide them. Show them where they've not seen before. Open their eyes. I pray in the name of Jesus. I give you the glory, honor, and praise. For there is an inheritance in this way. In Jesus' most powerful, majestic name, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.